Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. I am your not as capable co-host, <laughs> Q Ward. I highly disagree with that, but welcome back to the show. You have an excellent show to talk about um, and a lot to stick around for. We just celebrated Juneteenth legally, I mean, officially, I guess, for the, was that be the second time? And... It was very exciting, but of course it brought with it its own type of controversy. You know, who should capitalize off of it? Who should exploit it? You know, um, who shouldn't, etc. So we're going to spend a good part of the show talking about um, how that looks and how that feels. And so it's for us, it's a bit of a break from the norm of people getting shot by police or, you know, whatever police or government incompetence and that sort of stuff. We're just going to talk about individuals, companies, people who we interact with more or less on a day-to-day basis. Um, And we do believe that's important too. You'd be surprised at exactly how we feel about it. So please stick around because um, we've been kind of kind of waiting to talk about this um, on the show here. And we got to celebrate Juneteenth and Father's Day Mm. in concert. That was pretty cool. Yes, indeed. Um, We're also going to spend our Way Black History fact um, talking about the origins of Juneteenth. um, And we're going to share some stuff with you of how to like kind of curate your news intake, your media intake, um, some expert advice uh, for our BABA segment. So a lot to stick around for. But first and foremost, true to form. And in typical Civic Cipher fashion, we like to start off with what we call Ebony Excellence. It's because of y'all. It's because of y'all. And this is a very special Ebony Excellence for us because for this week, it's not like us to normally do this, but for this week, we are going to highlight us, this show, and that includes you, our listeners, that includes our producer, Maggie B. Noen, um, us. this show, I want you to tell you a bit about the origins if this is the first time you've gotten here, but this show in recent months has achieved a couple of really special milestones, not the least of which is we have now have 30 broadcast affiliates across the country. Um, I know that doesn't matter to you if you're in San Diego, if you're in Vermont, if you're in Oregon, but for us, for this type of show, that's very, very special. And it's because of listeners and because of supporters that we can get this sort of message out across the country. And then more recently, the podcast form of this show, um, if you catch us, you know, the end of the show every week, you'll realize that we have a podcast as well. It's basically the same audio, just uploaded as a podcast for folks who can't catch us, you know, um, in their cities. But the podcast form of the show, we just got some support from iHeartMedia, the biggest media company on earth. And um, they have opted to highlight our show and put us among the their news programs and among their black um, creators. And so it's magnificent. And Q will share a bit about the origins of the show to give you some context. I mean, it's really interesting to call it the origins of the show because that wasn't the idea, right? Exactly. We, we walked away from having a pretty successful career in radio because our voices weren't being heard on the things that our people were, were dealing with. Um, we never knew that it would turn into this. So that's yeah. why before the segment started, I said, it's because of y'all. It's because of y'all. Um, you, you guys forced us to stand on our words, to stand on our principles. And because of that, it turned into something really beautiful and really powerful for us. So thank you guys. So 
Ebony Excellence. This week goes to Civic Cipher. CivicCipher.com, by the way. Check it out. Um, and of course, that, of course, was brought to you by um, Armadale Vodka. So shout out to them. Now, Juneteenth. Um, I want to share what I did on Juneteenth. Go for it. Father's Day. Um, so I have two sons. My older son is 16. My little boy is seven years old. I had them both with me and we got Kane's chicken fingers. That's important for the culture. <laughs> that was my father's day dinner. Um, we, we don't get celebrated in the same way as moms do, but I think it's a little bit more special. I, I, I love it. Cause it's like, nobody cares what they care enough to show that they don't care. It's like a joke sort of, but yeah, we got Kane's chicken fingers. I think I got a $30 gift card to Amazon. So that was cool because I didn't have that before. And so my father's day was that, of course, I spend time with family and that sort of thing. But then I didn't want to lose sight of the fact that it was a shared holiday with Juneteenth. And of course, I am a black man. My children are both black males. They will be men um, in due time. And my little boy, seven years old, so in trying to explain to him, because he's about at that age now, I'm trying to explain to him what Juneteenth is, I have to kind of break out some wild concepts. Okay, do you know what a slave is? No. For those of you, that's a good impression of my son. He's been on the show before if, you, if you're a new listener. Um, but uh, do you know what a slave is? No. You know, I have to explain, okay, a slave is somebody who um, has to work for somebody else for free. And they don't get to make their own decisions. They don't get to wake up when they're done sleeping. They don't get to, you know, whatever. They don't have any autonomy, which isn't a word, of course, I use with a seven-year-old, but that's kind of the concept I was attempting to convey. Um, and then I had to explain to him that the reason that there are Black people, certainly so many Black people in this country, is because of a, a period of time in this country where slavery was legal. Um, and I did my best to convey many of the horrors of slavery to him so that he could appreciate why we now have a holiday to celebrate the fact that slavery is over. And I'm explaining to this child, there's concepts like time, hundreds of years. These are inconceivable concepts for a child that, that young. And horrors that he can't imagine. He doesn't know what rape is because he's not old enough to understand even what. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like consent, the consensual, you know, like any of these sorts of things. Um, and so I'm trying to paint these pictures for him. And uh, my older son suggested um, that we should watch a movie together. We're here in the house together. It's the three of us. Let's watch a movie. Um, so we break out Django. Yeah. Wow. And so we decided that this is going to be a tradition every year that we're going to honor where we came from on Juneteenth as a part of our family celebration is we're going to take some time and see what it was that our forefathers specifically and our ancestors, our black forefathers, not the country forefathers and our ancestors, that's probably a better word, went through um, so that we understand the context and we don't forget the people who, again, were born into servitude, given a name that was not authentically theirs, lived very hard 
painful and short lives died without leaving a real story behind and whose bodies are buried in the ground of this country. Wherever you live right now, they're buried there too. So this was going to be our family tradition, right? And I'm going to be honest, my son asked me some heavy questions, you know, my little boy. Um, does, does that make white people bad or, or something like that? Are, are, are the white people bad or the, the bad guys or something like that? Of course not, baby. Of course not. Um, you know, there's good people and bad people of every color. You know, um, it's funny because as I mentioned to, to as I was talking to him, I says, you know, there's white people that were certainly responsible for creating these, you know, conditions. And there were white people responsible for doing away with these conditions. You know what I mean? And so anybody of any color is capable of being good and bad. Um, and sometimes that changes, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they could be black, white, you know, any color, any race, any background, any nationality. Um, the thing is, this is sort of what Juneteenth has become for me in the past couple of years, because if I'm honest, I've never been a big go out of my way to celebrate Juneteenth. Cinco de Mayo has always felt like a much more prevalent holiday in my life because I saw it being celebrated around me, right? Um, Juneteenth was sort of celebrated in pockets. I get that it's a big deal in Texas. It's perhaps a much bigger deal in the South, but I grew up on the West Coast and uh, in my adult life, I've lived in Arizona. So you can imagine there's not a lot in the way of Juneteenth festivities. It's just the kind of a thing you hear about once a year. And from being hundred percent honest for many years, certainly when I was younger, I didn't even know what it was. It just was the middle of June, I suppose. But now as a man, with context and I've graduated college, I have children, I'm grown up, you know, I get it now. Um, and I recognize, especially now that it's a federal holiday that I have license to lean into that. So this is what I did. I want to ask, you know, I was a long uh, conversation, but did you do any celebrating for Juneteenth? Cause before we go into this, I want to make sure that everyone has context. I didn't. And the weekend was tough for me and I hate to, to be the downer here. Um, not only did I spend father's day alone because my children and their mom were out of the country, but, um, I lost a brother mm. on father's day. That's right. I remember that, um, you know, a long fight with colon cancer that, you know, he finally wasn't able to keep fighting. So my celebratory energy was kind of, um, taken away from me over the weekend not only were my children not there for you know with me on father's day but i just wasn't in the space to really celebrate anything it was a, you know, a tough day for my family and just trying to align and be there for my family the best that i can because they're thousands of miles away in detroit and i'll be making my way uh back there over the next couple of days so i didn't get to really lean into the day like I, I wish I would have or I wish I could have. Um, but I kind of understood it wasn't going to be that kind of day for me just with the kids being gone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that took a lot away from Father's Day. And then, you know, I woke up to some tough news. So I didn't really 
have my celebration pants on. Well, here's what I do want to say, because maybe it wasn't on Juneteenth, but I know for a fact that you and me sort of had our own kind of mini celebration um, in our fashion like we do. So Q has a friend who has a big company, has hundreds of employees, and the person who has this company asked if we could speak to his employees about Juneteenth and how to celebrate it appropriately. And so Q and I gave a talk to this company and we had to instruct people of all races how to celebrate Juneteenth with us. And the the easiest way to kind of surmise what we said is just pretend like it's Cinco de Mayo, but for black people, you're more than welcome to celebrate with us you know, nobody's going to get mad at you. Let's have fun. If you overstep, we'll let you know, but don't be afraid. We love you. That was kind of the gist of what we were saying. Um, so we did acknowledge that Juneteenth was happening and we did kind of uh, lean into at least the spirit of Juneteenth. It might've been the day before, but you know, we, we did honor our ancestors in our own way, in our fashion. Now we were able to provide some historical context. Um, we got to teach. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't really call us teachers, but we share things that we know in hopes of, with the spirit of love and forgiveness, in hopes that we can kind of create a ripple effect out there in the world. Um, now, what we're talking about is the commercialization of Juneteenth, right? And we're going to spend, you know, most of the show talking about Juneteenth. Um, and I think that, you know, you're obviously listening to the show after Juneteenth, but I think that we needed to kind of live through it to then look back on it and see what it was, what it's become, and really to acknowledge that it will more than likely continue to grow in, the, in what it is. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So let's really get a sense of how do we approach it, all of us. Now, I want to share something from um, NBC. So Juneteenth was finally recognized as a federal holiday, then came commercialization. So I'm going to read a bit. Uh, for Black folks, there has been a long tradition of commemorating Juneteenth, but now that Juneteenth is a federal holiday, complete with offices and schools closing and recognition of it, the inevitable has also taken shape. Commercialism. Commercialism, sorry. <laughs> Box stores from coast to coast are lining shelves with Juneteenth products. Walmart caught the most flack recently for stocking a Juneteenth great value brand ice cream flavor. The label touting a trademark symbol. Um, the move prompted questions about who can even own the idea of Juneteenth and the appropriateness of corporations cashing in on what could be considered a bittersweet holiday, commemorating the end of enslavement and the beginning of a generation's long struggle for civil rights. This year, some attempts to celebrate the day have gone sour very publicly. Many were angry to see the trademark Juneteenth ice cream on shelves developed with the help of a corporation that creates artificial flavors and a children's museum apologized after its Juneteenth menu called for a watermelon salad. A Juneteenth soul food celebration in Arkansas was canceled after a leaked poster for the event revealed that none of its featured hosts were black. The impulse when it comes to many holidays is to focus on the bright side. In this case, emancipation, freedom, um, which lends itself to digestible celebrations and commemorative products. Doing so brushes aside the thing Black people were being emancipated from, centuries of slavery. We cannot, at this stage, afford symbolism. Um, and I want to take a moment with this, because I saw this about the people who trademarked the Juneteenth name. It came up under the United States Trademark Office, PTO, something like that. 
And then it had the, the name of the company and all the people who were listed on the trademark. And it might have been six people. They were all sort of older white men in suits. You know, it came up. I saw it on social media. Um, but I caught wind of this. And I get that the optics don't look good, right? I get that these white men in corporate America trademarking the name Juneteenth, granted it was just for ice cream flavor, but trademarking Juneteenth, um, it feels hurtful. But then I also have to have some context, and I'd love for you to jump into that that is perhaps the way that that works for every holiday. People, this is capitalism, you have to protect your brand, you have to protect your interests, you have to protect your space to compete. Trademarking things is kind of the way we go about doing that in business, right? And business, for the most part, respects green, which has been a problem for Black people because we haven't had enough green to really get the corporations to really look out for our interests historically. You know what I mean? Um, and so we've kind of been at the tail end of their considerations, um, historically speaking. So yes, that looked really bad. <clears throat> I wouldn't, I would, I would go as far as to say that it probably is really bad. Now, I don't know those men. I'm not going to speak to their motivations other than perhaps it was, they were trying to make money. Um, but I don't want that story to prevent people from feeling like Juneteenth isn't approachable because it is approachable. If St. Patrick's Day, black as I am, I'll get out there and have fun with everybody. I live in Arizona. There's Hispanic people that get out there. There's Asian people. That get out. We all have fun. It's a holiday. We're all celebrating a holiday. I've never been to Ireland. I actually I take that back. My, I have a grandmother that's half Irish and half Cuban. So I guess I got some claim to that, but I don't live my life as an Irish man. You know what I mean? So if I'm out there, no one knows that. Um, and I don't wear those. I'm part Irish shirts to kind of fit in. Nope. I'm just me out there having fun with y'all. I do it on Mexican holidays. I do it in Mexico. I do it for American holiday, whatever. Columbus Day for a long time. I don't celebrate that anymore, obviously, because I acknowledge that we are on unceded ancestral lands of the Akima and O'odham peoples here in Arizona. But um, for a long time, I celebrated Columbus Day, which from what I understand is widely celebrated among, I believe it's Irish Americans. Um, Probably more Spanish and Italian than Irish. Maybe that's it. You know? <laughs> um, but to get out and fellowship with, folks for Chinese New Year, if there's a celebration going on there, pride, you know, I've gone out and hung out for pride and I don't identify as um, LGBTQIA or plus, you know, I'm a, I believe it's cis male, cisgendered male. I think that's what it, what I'm supposed to say there. I just want to be respectful. So I'm not trying to make light of that. I want to make sure I get the language right to honor my brothers and sisters from those communities. But celebrating alongside people who are themselves celebrating, you know, is I believe that's something that's very special. I've, I'm not a Muslim man, and I have observed the Ramadan fast in my life, you know, and I've 
I've done my best to just kind of stand in solidarity and experience it. And obviously I haven't changed my religion or whatever, but I see the beauty in it. And I, I've always found that there's a warm reception to, you know, you kind of taking the time to partake in someone else's culture or holiday or whatever. So I want Juneteenth to remain approachable, but, you know, we do see some things that don't really look that good. But at the same time, I believe we also have to recognize that if we want this holiday to be a bona fide holiday alongside Martin Luther King Day and Kwanzaa and those sorts of things, or as big as, as we mentioned, a Cinco de Mayo or, a, you know, St. Patrick's Day or whatever, um, that it's part and parcel to an immense amount of commercialization. And I don't see that as a bad thing, you know, because just like there are white folks that can cash in on that black folks and any anybody hispanic anybody can cash in on that provided that they're in those industries that's kind of what capitalism is so these are my thoughts just out the gate capitalism mm. uh, we've talked about it before it comes up a lot because um i am not a passionate subscriber to the idea me neither. <laughs> because it requires that there are some that have nothing yeah. so that few can have immense wealth. Um, and the trademarking of Juneteenth mm. in a capitalist society, there is no way for it to not feel uh, exploitative. Um, white men owning Juneteenth, Juneteenth ice cream flavor. White men owning Juneteenth. Go ahead on a trademark. What they're using it for is kind of the, that's secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, that's problematic. The commercialization of this holiday will pre will present its own problems. But it's going to be very difficult for us to say to the world and to the country, hey, come celebrate this thing with us, but don't touch it. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And the 4th of July, which you haven't mentioned, you've mentioned Cinco de Mayo multiple times. I like Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah. But the 4th of July is fastly approaching. Sure. And, and we're talking about our emancipation versus the, com the, the country's, country's independence. Yeah. Um, that holiday is almost bastardized with this commercialization. Sure, yeah. T-shirts, American flags. Um, I mean, go to Walmart now for 4th of July and look at the displays for swimming pools and fireworks and mm -hmm. grill tents and just every possible way that you can put Independence Day on 4th of July on something. All of that adds to why so many people celebrate it. So we can't continue to say, hey, everybody get on board with this. But then again, nobody touch it. Yes, it, it's the catch-22. It's going right. to be really, really difficult. So I think that our position, especially for those of you who might be on the fence or like, hey, I don't know how to celebrate it or whatever, please celebrate with us. We are not slaves anymore. That's, that's, let's have a party about it. Let's celebrate it every year. Let's, let's honor the lives of those people, as I mentioned, that live very short, hard lives and died and whose bodies are buried in the ground. As is typical of most holidays, you honor the folks who came before you. And for those of you that are angry about the holiday, please look in the mirror and ask yourself why. Oh, let me add to that. If you're angry about the flag, 
because there's a Juneteenth flag that I've seen. And there's been people with some backlash on it. If you're angry about that flag, ask yourself why you have not yet been angry about that blue lives flag yeah. or any of the other variations of colors. And then you're going to find in that conversation in your head, you'll find your very own prejudice and your very own bias. And to the insurance company in Maine that encouraged us to enjoy our fried chicken and watermelon on Juneteenth, hmm. we absolutely will. Hmm. I promise. And burgers and hot dogs and ribs and grilled chicken and fried chicken and watermelon and collard greens and everything else that you think we're going to eat and enjoy. We will. I promise. Yeah, that's a part of all of us. That's a part of our story. I don't know why. That's what is... we're here for. Listen, I know you I know you were trying to be mean and angry and racist, but yes, we will absolutely enjoy our fried chicken, our watermelon, our collard greens, our ribs, our hot dogs. Well, how about sausages. this? All of it. How about this? If you're listening, celebrate with us next year. We love you. We want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate your holidays with you. Celebrate our holidays with us. If we make mistakes along the way, we'll fix it. We'll move together in the spirit of brotherhood. That's the best that we got.